So welcome to the Chat Talent People podcast, and it's a bit different this time around. We're welcoming Keith Moran, the CEO of SL Controls. So why is that a bit different? Well, for starters, Keith isn't an HR or talent person. However, he does completely understand his role in fully engaging his workforce and the amazing impact that engagement can have on delivering the company strategy. Keith's view is very much that he's there to enable his team to deliver their goals. We think that's probably the essence of great leadership. So have a listen as he explains how their always-on performance management process has helped to build a really strong culture of collaboration and ultimately help them deliver their best ever year since they formed in 2002. And all that in the midst of a global pandemic. We hope you enjoy the episode. Please take your seats. This evening's performance is about to begin. So uh, welcome to um, the podcast today, for the Chat Talent podcast. Um, we've, we've got a really interesting webinar coming up uh, on Chat Talent next week, which really looks at the, the fundamentals of, of really um, strong performance management processes and how they're underpinned um, by digital, um, oh, di- digital technology, di- digital tools. Um, our sponsors for that are Frankly, and uh, we're actually, actually delighted to, to have an opportunity to talk today to um, one of Frankly's uh, clients, and that's um, that, that's SL Controls, who are, who are, are based in Sligo, and we're, we're delighted, um, particularly um, because it, it not just because it's Keith Moran, their CEO, but actually we, we don't often get the opportunity to talk to business leaders about the the, the real impact of, of, of strong performance management on their strategy. Um, it's usually an HR person, but. But delighted, really delighted to welcome Keith. Um, Keith, great to have you on on, on the podcast this morning, and uh, thank you for making time to talk to us. Great to be with you, Jeremy. Thanks a million for having me. Not uh, not a problem at all. Now, um, did a little bit of research around around SL controls. Um, you are clearly the expert, but I mean, but running about eighteen and a half years, I think um, Shane is your co-founder, who's now your, your uh, innovation innovation director. Is that right? And how did, yeah, how did it come about? And, yeah, go on. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's long-winded, but I'll keep it short. But uh, yes, uh, myself and Shane founded the business back in 2002. But Shane was actually uh, my lecturer in college, and we met okay. that way. Shane had worked for a long number of years. Shane is 10 years older than me, and he worked in industry, and he actually had a, an industrial accident, uh, a laser cap came off a laser and caught him in the eye so he, he had vision problems so it took a couple of years to sort yeah. that out so he went on a sabbatical lecturing in the field of um, mechatronics and automation and we met during that um, during that time when I was doing electronic engineering and then I, I went out in a summer job to work for another uh, Sligo based uh, multinational company Lotus Works and mm. Shane had worked for them as I said previously for a number of years and he came back in and he came back in to head up the systems integration department. And he asked me, would I stay, go back to college at night, earn and learn? So I jumped on the bus and yep. uh, we worked in Lotus in that department for a couple of years. And then we felt there was a business opportunity. The focus of Lotus changed. And I said to Shane, come on, there's a great opportunity to market. You're the technical. I'll be the business head because I had some previous business experience. I had done accountancy and business. And we started mm-hmm. off in 2002. And, and tell us a little bit about because um, obviously there's, there's it's great that there's a strong history behind the business. The business has presumably changed over the years as technology has in, has, has changed and, and processes have changed. Just just talk us through a little bit about the, the sort of the history of the business and what, where you started and what 
what the key changes have been? Well, when we started in 2002, we were working in a small little um, unit where the boardroom was beside the toilet. So if you went to the toilet, you, you, the board, everybody in the boardroom would, would hear you. So, but you know, it was, it was in an enterprise center, um, very yeah. small unit. Uh, there was the, there was the two of us originally, but, uh, quite quickly, we, a number of, uh, employees came on and you were the master of all trades. You did everything. You did, um, contracts, you did accountancy, you did HR, you did payroll, mm. you did banking, you talked to the enterprise agency. It's a real, real, real startup, real, you know, real, real, real co-founder stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And you'd be in the enterprise unit until one or two in the morning, getting your processes, your templates, all, everything yeah. in place. So it was exciting. And I was 23 at the time, uh, didn't have much to lose. Um, if it didn't work, it didn't work for me. And that was the end of it. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. now, if I had that situation, I would have two kids and a wife to um, take into consideration. It's, it's so, very different. It's yeah. Very different. Um, but you know, we evolved over the over the years quite quickly. New people came on board. Uh, we made a number of the people that joined the company very very early are now shareholders within the business. We have mm-hmm. uh, four other shareholders: Mick McHale, Dermot McMorrow, Darren McMorrow, and Paul Clark. And they all now are invested in the business, and they have helped it grow to where it is today. Just short of a hundred people, uh, uh, four offices around Ireland, new business set up in in the US. So it's 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 evolved uh, over the eighteen years uh, from two guys in an enterprise centre to starting to be an international business. Yeah, excellent. And in terms of the the actual um, work that you do, just just a quick insight into that and how that's changed as well. Yeah. Um, what we do is we integrate software solutions and we validate the software solutions in manufacturing environments. And all our work is in pharmaceutical and medical device. Um, so you have a line that's producing a product. Uh, there's various stages of the, the production process. And in each stage, there's software that runs runs the, the product to be made. Uh, we mm-hmm. make sure that software is integrated. It's integrated as seamlessly as possible so that the machine at the end can produce as much product as possible every hour, um, every day. Yeah. Um, and, and how, sorry, go on. Yeah, and I suppose in terms of the evolution of technology, you know, when we started off, we were in the we're industry three. We're now in the, the throes of industry four. And that means a lot to a lot of different industries. Some people are ahead of the curve. Some people are behind the curve and everybody's clambering to find out where they are and on their industry four journey. And that's all mm-hmm. to do with cyber physical systems and data and all of that good stuff. Uh, it's mass customization now, whereas industry three was mass production. So yep. technology has changed hugely in terms of um, robotics, virtual reality, data, all that kind of stuff, and the smart yeah. factor. And, 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 and how has that, um, how's that changed the, the, sort of the way you, you think of the business? Yeah, what, what's it done to your strategy? Um, what it's done to our strategy is, I suppose, it's caused us to look exactly we, where we specialize and what the real USP of our business is and, and where we bring the most value to our clients. Um, mm. And it, also the type of equipment that you're dealing with is evolving all the time. So you have to keep ahead of the curve. So in terms of initiatives to make sure that people in our organization are up to speed with the technologies for Industry 4, making sure that we have a good um, career path that people can um, come in, learn the yeah. stuff on the job with the experts that are in the company, but also provide a pathway for them to 
move through their career and get better in various technologies where they can specialize in a certain area where they may mm-hmm. want to specialize in project management they want to be might want to just be purely technical be a technical mm-hmm. designer or a technical architect so the strategy of the business is underpinned by our, our pathways program because yep. we need to have people in all those various areas to service our customers but the technology has also led that because um, if you don't have a good structure in terms of how people move through their careers and how they keep abreast with the technologies, well, then people are going to get disengaged. So um, it's all about uh, people progression. Yeah, yeah. And and people clearly play a a major part from within the the development of the business. So how have you how have you um, implemented that that um, changing strategy over the years? What's what's been the key, um, the key way of, say, communicating it or, or or making sure that people's career paths match your needs and things things like that how, how have you done that we've we've mapped out our own internal um we call it the SI controls pathways program mm-hmm. so it's various grades at engineering level and at professional level and yeah. within each of those levels so we'll take the engineering level for, levels for example it's e1 to e4 um and in e1 you may spend a, a couple of years um and that's at the base level. And then you have competencies that you must meet within that level. And once you meet those competencies, you'll progress onto the E2 and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. And then once you reach the E4 level, you will look at specializing into project management, uh, system architect, system designer, validation consultant, that, those kind yeah. of roles. But the Pathways yeah. program underpins all of that. So the competencies within that Pathways program, that's what's key because people know then what they must upscale on, what they must train on, how they must deliver, what they must deliver on and, and prove that. And in conjunction with that, um, as we all know, the evolution of businesses, a lot of stuff at the outset is paper-based mm-hmm. and our, our um, performance management and our engagement and our, our I suppose our, our one-to-ones with, with employees way back at the start would have been very um, manualized through paper. They would have only happened once a year and mm. they were only a point in time and it wasn't really a true reflection of the overall year. If yep. something bad or something good happened the month before you had your yearly sit-down, it tends to, that may be what resonates in the manager's head for good or for bad. And it's not fair on the employee and people can get very disengaged with that because you're not giving them a full full appraisal and a, a real appraisal of what they've done throughout the year. So yeah. we moved then to um, an online digital platform um, and now we work with the Frankly platform. Uh, we've been working with Frankly now for the last two and a half, nearly three years. So you know them well? Yep. And uh, that really gives us real-time engagement. Um, and, you know, we have different it's really different now and the whole dynamic is different we've set our three-year strategy and we rolled out our three-year strategy for the business last january so the the real power is giving people purpose once people have purpose and they know what they're doing in the various portfolios of the business they know why i why i'm doing this and what what this is contributing to the overall strategy is transformative Mm -hmm. and it has been transformative already for us um, so people know this is my little piece, but this is really, really important. But we have our various people managers having regular one-to-ones now. So there's monthly one-to-ones. We're having discussions about the quarter. So it's quarterly um, goals or quarterly objectives and key results, as we now call them. Yep. And, okay, awesome. um, 
yeah. Pe- people are having really good conversations, really engaging conversations about what's happening right now. So that's changed it. And it's changed. People sit in various portfolios within the business. And the conversations now and the responsibility have, have, have totally changed. And it's been massive for our overall success of the strategy. Um, mm-hmm. It's been massive for the overall motivation of our, our staff and our teams. And we can yeah. already see it. We're having the best year we've had in 18 years um, in 2020. Wow. Despite everything that's going on, like I guess... Yeah, it's it's some of that is some of that is the I guess the industry that you work into the farm pharmaceutical medical devices industry. But even so, there, there are still companies in in supporting those sectors that aren't having their best year. Um, so what 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 do you put that down to? Um, well, to be honest, I won't lie about it. The industry itself, you know, medical device and pharmaceutical. People need these devices. People are going to get sick. People are going to need healthcare products like contact lenses. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's it's one of the industries, I won't say is recession-proof, but, you know, it's one of these industries that's it's always driving forward and always mm. innovating. So it's, it's a lot to do with that. But also, you know, in terms of COVID, some of our customers have had opportunities in the marketplace to produce COVID products, whether it be testing yeah. kits or swabs for testing, <clears throat> uh, packaging um, for testing kits. The market has exploded that way. So we've, we've had yeah. the knock-on effect of that. Um, so that has been that has been a large part of it. Um, we were building um, towards towards the um, the strategy anyway, um, and I think that the the engagement has set us on that pathway. Mm-hmm. But I would say the communication um, of that strategy is key, and delivering the good news as well as the bad news is our mantra now at SI Controls. And and people yeah. build into that trust. Okay, when times are are not so good, we get told. But when they're good, we get told. And mm. as part of that engagement, I've endeavored and have delivered uh, quarterly updates on how we're doing, where we're at, any commitments that we would have made at the beginning of the year in terms of different things. Like I'll give you a very a simple example. We rolled out family health care for everybody uh, that had five years service with the business uh, this year. And we committed to if we made our goals and we made our company targets, everybody in the company will get family health care. Uh, in January 2021, so next year everybody would have. But that 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 shows people, okay, we do our bit, the strategy works, and we benefit. We all benefit. So it's communication yeah. and, and engagement, absolutely critical. A long-winded yeah. answer, Jeremy, to a short question. It's okay. <laughs> now, I, I guess the, I, I guess the, the the key thing here is you've you've got a, a really good performance management process, and you've got a a really good system that underpins and supports that process, i.e. frankly. Um, which which way around was it? Do you think it's the process first, then find the, the, the products, or actually do you look at look look for a product that's going to allow you to implement the right performance management process? I don't think it's either or. I think it's both. Um, okay. I think um, if, if you don't have both, one will fall down. The, yep. the engagement platform is the, is the vehicle to deliver and make sure everybody's engaged, but then the process of the strategy can be there. But if nobody knows about it, only at the top table, well, then people aren't going, mm. to, going to have the purpose. So I mm. believe strongly after learning the other way, you can't have one without the other. Yeah. And, and clearly one of the biggest things that comes out of a, of a platform is is really strong data around around engagement, around 
um, I guess the, the the warmth of the the employee um, base at any given point in time. How how have you been able to measure changes in engagement over the over the period of time? And if so, what's what's been the, the biggest the biggest thing for you? Um, I have, but I, I'd like to say first, it should never be a tool to monitor or beat people up. Yeah. It should be mm-hmm. about always about driving your strategy and purpose. And I keep going to use that word purpose because yep. it's the most important word. Um, but for sure, um, I can see I can see that people are not having to set annual goals that are meaningless because things changed halfway. I can see that the quarterly goals are being set and yep. I can see that people are having their conversations and they're having their conversations about what project you're actually on because previously you could have set goals at the start of the year because there were annual goals. Something changes halfway through the year. The engagement discussions weren't happening. And then by the end of the year, the discussion was meaningless. So I can see now that, yes, all the teams are are setting their quarterly goals. They're having their monthly discussions and um, they're in line with the overall company goals that are waterfalling down. I can see all that on the platform. I don't regularly monitor it to make sure people are having those discussions, but to, to, to tell myself that it's working and that the strategy has been rolled down and the numbers don't lie when, when, the, when the, the monthly accounts or the quarterly accounts come out, yeah. it's, it's nice to encapsulate it all and be able to say, okay, we set our strategy. Yeah, the numbers are really good. And yeah, the conversations are happening. So yeah, it's working. Uh, yeah, and I, as, as, quite simply, as a leader, for your your ability to understand the impact of um, the, uh, the the views of your staff and how how on how they're feeling and, and and how they're being led and managed and things and and the impact that has on your bottom line, absolutely, is is, is, is a really key thing as as a business leader. A hundred percent. And even when you see things like on the the Frankly platform, there's there's a praise function. Yep. And we actually at our management meeting, the HR just, just give a, a KPI of the praise function. And mm-hmm. it's last month, there might have been 20 praises. I think this month there was 54 praises. But that's great for the culture. You see yeah. the team working together, giving each other praise about a good job done. And thanks for giving me the dig out there. None mm-hmm. of that existed before. But people yeah. now are, are, are working on shared goals, shared vision, knowing what it means to them should they succeed, and saying, thanks a million for helping me get there, and we're doing it together. So that simple yeah. KPI of the praise function at top level for me as, as CEO goes, yeah, we're starting to really hum as a team now. We're starting to really work as a yeah. team. And uh, people are not working in isolation anymore. Yeah, and seeing that that whole culture shift must be really rewarding for you um, as as the CEO and your 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 um your board. It's it's really exciting because there's there's different groups now. So we've we've a, a couple of different portfolios, and the portfolios have set their own plans, and those plans have waterfall right. down to the team members within those portfolios. But yeah. they're having their own meetings. They're having their own uh, strategy workshops for the portfolio. Yeah. That's really exciting to see that happening. That's just yeah. moving forward now, and it, it, it's happening in front of us. You, you don't have to drive anymore. You don't have to push. But that's all set from a clear communication of what we want to achieve overall as a business. Yeah. And, and by that communication, of course, then an individual employee can say, and because of the OKR process that you have, someone can say, if I sit here today and I do this activity, 
they can almost trace that activity back up to the business strategy and know that they're making an impact every day of their of their time with you. Absolutely. And if they don't, we're doing something wrong or it hasn't been communicated correctly or it hasn't been waterfall down. Yeah. Or, or you, you've identified very quickly, identified a, a, a learning and development need or, or, or as you say, a, a different type of communication or broader communication. But you've, you've very quickly identified where there may be a, I hate to call them issues because it sounds like things are going so well in this respect, but you can identify issues before they become major. Absolutely. And listen, I'm giving you a, a picture of how strategy is working, but within that day to day, week to week, month to month, there are issues. There's always issues yeah. and you have to identify those issues. And somebody might be working over an, on a customer site siloed and they yeah. might say, well, you know, I don't really get why I'm here. Well, then they, it, that hasn't fed into the overall strategy. Maybe it's not part of the overall strategy and maybe we've missed mm-hmm. that, but it's yeah. encouraging team members to actually come out and say, okay, you've delivered a strategy, but where do I fit in? Yeah. And there's the platform there to allow people to do that now. Yeah. It, it sounds like um, a real, it almost sounds like a family, um, if I'm honest, Keith. And, you know, you're, you're a good size to, to still have that feel. Um, but I guess, you know, it, how are you going to maintain that culture in the, in the, in the future? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And we, we talked about um, this. We're actually in the throes of hiring a, a new HR manager um, at the minute. And, uh one of the questions that was asked was, you know, the culture and as it grows, how are you going to maintain the culture? Because the person Mm. said on the interview, I really like what I see from your culture, even from what I see on your website, which is lovely to hear. But again, you worry, you know, as we grow, how do we maintain that culture? And I suppose number one, as the old cliche, it comes from the top, but I think our culture is about everybody trying to do a good day's work without stressing yourself out. You can have a bit of a laugh, while you do it you don't always have to take yourself so serious be serious when we have to be serious but let's have a bit of a bit of fun too when when we're working through it and i think Mm -hmm. you have to see like-minded people when you're promoting people into these positions they have to fit that culture so the challenge is to ensure that you know i'm not saying we shouldn't mimic me or mimic mick but as best we can look at the culture fit of the people we're putting into these positions in terms of leading teams leading various portfolios and making sure they have the same culture values as us listen jeremy i know it'll get more difficult and anybody listening to this will say yeah yeah with the best will in the world you think you'll do that and it won't happen all you can do is your best as i said to try and and maintain that culture with with the frankly platform it's set up that people know what they need to do they know what's expected of them um, yep. And lead by example, and, and and hopefully we can we can waterfall that down. And you know, we we talk a lot on SI controls about work life balance. Um, we we really do promote work life balance. It's one of our one of our values, um, which some people find surprising, but I think more and more not so surprising, as we find mm-hmm. ourselves working in the COVID world and how people are reevaluating what they did before. Yep. Um, which is really interesting. Um, but no, we try to right, try to instill the same values that I hold and that Dara holds and that Mick holds and all the rest of the guys all, yeah. and continue to try and put those people in, in the right places. And I, I, I'm going to be honest, and I said, I'd say I also got something from the website there when I was having a look across it that really backs up what you're saying there, that you know this culture is driven from the top down. 
I love the the videos of you and your family that I think were released almost daily and, and you know, the things you were doing to make sure that you got through the lockdown. So I think your sons went fishing for the first time. I think it was it was an example. And mm-hmm. and I yeah, I don't I don't think we see enough of that openness from leaders to really show that they do want to live this culture as well. I don't you know, it, it is it is genuinely coming from them, not just not just expecting it to be the staff's responsibility. No, absolutely. And yeah, one thing that I wish I did more of previous to the COVID, but you can only learn as you go along and it's yep. only a mistake if you if you make it twice is is, is my view. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Is I wish I did more communication over video on regular updates. Because yeah. during COVID I started to do uh regular updates and update people and try to show you know, I'm just, I'm here with my family. My wife is downstairs. The kids are shouting, the dog is barking. We're, we're, we're all the same. We're all just trying to do a day's work. And, you know, the likes of the story you referred to, that's how yeah. I reevaluated my my life and my situation yeah. and the things that I was able to do. And it's really just all about communicating that everybody's just trying to do a day's work. Nobody's different. We're all in the same boat. And I really got heartened from some of the responses and email replies that I got to when some of those videos went out. It was, you know, I could really appreciate the video updates. It means a lot. And it's really great to see that we are all in the same boat. Yeah. You know, yeah. just just two or three of those small little feedback emails, they make all the difference. And, you know, our quarterly update went out there uh, two days ago. Um delivering all the, the updates and also talking about maybe some support, more supports that we, we offer for people when they're working at home. And uh, again, it's just about communicating that don't worry because people are now getting worried that we're going to get locked down again. And what am I going to do? Because the, the schools are open now. Yeah. We just do our best. We got there before we'll get there again. All we can do is our best. And, you know, it's not, that's your problem sorted out. It's tell me what you need me to do and I'll do my best to help you. Yeah, leadership is about enabling your teams to do their job, not showing them how to do it. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I think I think that's that's truly what has come through today, Keith. Um, it's it's really been really interesting talking to you about uh, about everything going on at SL Controls and and the the overall piece around strategy, communication, engagement, the the OKRs piece. Um, it's it's actually really refreshing forward thinking. Um, I, I think it's I think it's absolutely um, set you up as a business um, to be a major success in the future. I mean, you already are, but to be even more of a success in the future. Um, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to join us on the webinar next Thursday um, yeah, to, yeah, to indeed, yeah. talk about the, yep. the, the, the the bigger discussion we have there around um, around, around performance management, moving away from paper based um, processes. Um, Keith, thank you so much for your time today. And um, yeah, it, it just remains for us to wish you really well. And uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing uh, hearing how this all develops going forward. Great stuff. I really enjoyed it. And I suppose the only thing I would say to finish, Jeremy, is, you know, as CEO, it's not me that implements a lot of this stuff. You know, there's a lot of great work being done by yeah. our HR teams. They have yeah. come up with a lot of these initiatives. The Frankly platform has been transformative for us. And I'd just like to say, if anybody's thinking of jumping on that journey, don't think twice. Brilliant. Keith, thank you for that uh, that thought to end with. um, And we look forward to speaking soon. Cheers. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Head over to chattalent.com 
for more blogs, vlogs, webinars, and other great content about HR, talent, and recruiting. Everything you could possibly need. Enjoy! Enjoy!